0: So, sorry about that, people, but um, continue, continue. Yeah, so, so, yeah, like I was saying, I'm ecstatic that uh, we're locked in on R.J. Barrett. Uh, I'm glad that Mills and Perry are, are turning away every team that's coming, coming asking us for the pick, whether that's to move back or move up. Um, they're, they're 100% certain on, on who they want to pick with that third pick, and um, I think they've been certain for a little while now. Um, I think they've just done due diligence on uh, on a couple other prospects they've had in there because um, of course you never know what can happen on draft night but I, I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, RJ's coming our way at, at pick three and um, it's just that he, as I said, I think he's made for New York. Um, he's not going to be like J. no Noah. He's not going to let the spotlight get to him and go out partying and carrying on. I, I think RJ was bred for this, uh, bred for this moment. Um, you know, he's, he's been groomed to be a top-notch basketball player since an early age. But I, I just have this feeling that he's just purely made for New York. He, he has that New York swag about him. Um, yeah, I like yeah. it. I love it. So, I love it too,
1: man. I, 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 I can't speak no more. 850-plus points, 250-plus rebounds, 150-plus assists. Only freshman to do that ever. Only NCAA player to do that ever. This guy's amazing. When Zion went out, he was 26, 8, and 5. And the kid is amazing, man. He has a lot of skills, shooting guard, can play one through the four, depending on the matchups. And I got a lot of confidence in the kid, man. I got a lot of confidence. He has to become a shooter. He has to get better shooting-wise. But I think time will come. The, the, the question a lot of people have right now is the fit. And the fit between him and Dennis Smith Jr. is kind of clunky. So I'm trying to see, are you just ready to just roll with DSJ? And see where it goes, or do you see the Knicks going after another point guard prospect?
0: yeah, this is a tough one. Um, because uh you just mentioned with r uh, j shooting right? um and both of us read the article recently where he, he's uh tweaked his shooting form and that, and it looks a lot more smoother um so yeah. i I dare say. He heard everybody's everybody, and he and he's gone and worked on like two major things that people were considering a weakness. I don't think they're going to be a weakness now. So um, in saying that, I, I I don't know. I just get this feeling that that Perry may move on from DSJ. I, I don't I don't think he's gonna go well with Barrett, and I think we've discussed this before. I also have this feeling that they could possibly run RJ at the point. Because he's 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 done that before, um, so it's funny.
1: Uh, do you really think that's realistic? I, I really think that is. I if if the Knicks yes. somehow say we're going to ball in RJ's hands, he's the point guard, and they trade DSJ or they trade or if they trade DSJ, I think. Frank Milikina should stay I believe Mm. he'd be a fit yeah exactly I'm trying to see is there a trade out there that's possible in order for us to uh, get another first round pick one I was looking at was the OKC Thunder Andre Robeson and the 21st pick
0: yeah yeah um, and I noticed, that I noticed they're also dangling uh, Dennis Schroeder as well. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with him. <laughs> I don't get me wrong; he had a he had a good season as a backup, and and I think it's it's more noticeable now than anything. He's not a starting point guard. He he's definitely a six man, and he works better as a six man. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to look at look at a team where if you could trade DSJ there and get a pick, you could pick up, say, you know, Jalen Lequeu or something like that. Um, and, I mean, we still got Kadeem Allen on the roster still. Yeah, so.
1: yeah. That, that's my thing. We got Kadeem Allen. Kadeem Allen. Another, up
0: another person I was looking at that you could probably sign in free agency and you're actually, I remember you mentioning his name is Rubio.
1: Yeah, I I do like Rubio for this team. I do. I I'm not a big fan of my point guard shooting 20 30 shots. I don't I I'm just not a big fan of it. I've never have been a big fan of it. I don't think I ever will be a big fan of it. So <clears throat> I love DSJ, don't get me wrong. Fred Van Fleet got a ring. So mm. I'm trying to see if there's a way that the Knicks can get RJ, we grab another first rounder or or second round pick and we grab another young wing. I think that's what's needed. I think another young wing on a four-year cheap contract is is what's needed. I think just another piece besides RJ on a contract that's short for four years. I believe that's that's what I would like.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean that if we can get in somewhere in the back into the draft and get say a good wing prospect like a, a Cam Johnson from North Carolina who sh- can shoot three balls all all day long in his sleep, um, I mean I'd be happy with adding Cam Johnson then, um, and he could be a late first round pick.
1: It, it, it it's funny. I was watching no. Not watching. Actually, I was actually listening to Woj pod podcast. Adrian Wajanowski, and he had a scout, and Cam Johnson came name came up as one of the best pure shooters in the draft. Yes, um, he has good size, six eight. Uh, I had to look up more tape on him. Um, what I am gonna do is I'm definitely gonna look at a lot of tape on a lot of guys in the second round. So tomorrow, if the Knicks make any move, well, today rather, they make any move, I know who we're going to get. So free agency, the power, the position they need right now is power forward. I believe that's the position they need. Is there any cheap guys that you think can come to the Knicks? I believe my my first option, and then I'll hand it over to you, was Julius Randle. he made nine million with New Orleans. Why he can't make fifteen million with the Knicks and, and, and come into a stable organization that would believe in his talent.
0: Um what do you think? Yeah, he uh for the power forward position he he's definitely at the top of my list. Um especially with the improvements he's made to his game since he got to New Orleans. I mean, he had a career season um, last season. So, yeah, he, he'd be my pick. And, and I think, you know, around that 15, 16 mil mark um, might, might be enough. Um, that's almost doubling where he was at, almost, um, price-wise. So I, I think he could be kind of satisfied with that. I, you know, he, he seems like an intelligent intelligent kid. He, surely he's going to know he he's not he's not worth the or He's not going to get that type of money right now. So, you know, to get fifteen or sixteen from the Knicks, come join with young guys like RJ and Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson um, might appeal to him. Um, I noticed he, I noticed Dallas also hmm. wants him again too. But he, it's not a, it does, he doesn't seem too interested in going back to his hometown. So that that's a good thing, I suppose, for us too. So um, there is one other guy I'm looking at who might be might be a little bit cheaper in price than um, than Julius, and that's the Clippers. Jay, what his name J. Michael Green,
1: another Fizdale guy. <laughs> yeah, um, I seen before you finish. I seen a lot of jokes on Instagram or on Twitter rather that Fizdale will let him shoot. 15 threes and not take him out of the game. But
0: I'll let you go. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he, he – um, I thought he had a not-too-bad season with the Clippers. Um, and, he, and he was shooting three pretty well um, there when when they got it out to him and that. Um, he's good in the paint. Um, you know, you, you can switch him up as well. So, he'd be another cheaper sort of power forward option I'd look at. You know, if, if we – you know, missed out on Julius because he wanted more money. Um, I'd be looking at someone like a J. Michael Green.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Um, uh, uh, going back to the draft, I see a guy like Brandon Clark going 22 mm. in the mock draft for ESPN. Would Is that another guy would you look at? Cause I remember we did the top five draft sleepers podcast segment, you know, about a month or two ago, and I remember you brought up his name. So I'm wondering, how would you facilitate that?
0: Yeah, um, I like Brandon Clark. Um, you know, obviously, like we've discussed, he he just needs a three shot, but I mean that that could be that could be all right for the moment. Him not having one if Mitch is going to be shooting him, you know? So as long as you got your uh, your five or your four that, that can shoot threes, at least one of them, that, then that's fine. Um, you know, but apart from that, he's an explosive athlete, um, always active defender. Um, he was Gonzaga's, as we know, um, their defensive anchor. Um, you know, he flies around, make plays at the rim at both ends, um, you know, Instead um, of being, say, you know, a high level shot creator or shooter, he's he's an off ball energizer. Um, he can impact games with his mobility, his fearlessness, um, nose for the ball, and the effort, and, he, and he's just his pure effort. He, he's the kid's got a lot of heart, and I just see him as a perfect fit. Um, and I've been th- dreaming about it for a while in the front court with Mitch, especially if Mitch gets that three pointer going. Um, you know, he, he can sort of hide. Clark, with that, you know, while Clark's, you know, learning his three point. Has there a good question that I
1: just came up with? Why are you speaking about it? The Warriors dynasty was the core, was basically drafted there. If the Knicks was to hit this draft, do you remember a time where? the starting five of the championship team was all
0: drafted to that team? Uh, that's a good question. Um, It's been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It, yeah I, and I'm going to have to look this up. I'm going to definitely bring this up on the next pod, but It's really hard to think about it. (laughs) I think the last one was the Boston Celtics with Kevin McHale, um, Larry Bird and those guys. Um, Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Michael Jordan, Pippen. um, Another team that had a lot of success. They didn't actually win the championship, but um, Karl Malone, John Stockton. Yes, yeah. But has there been a team to win the championship with no prior free agent sign
0: into the starting five? So, yeah, the, 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 only, the only team that sort of sticks out is the old Boston teams, really, because I think, like, um, I'm trying to think with Jordan's first three, because I know with the, with the last three, he added Rodman and, and, and a couple others. So I'm just trying to think with that first three, who they added if they added anybody, live free agency. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's, I,
1: I ask you this question because, as you know, it, it's hard to it do. Is, yeah. It's hard to build a team, to build a roster where you can have sustainable winning and you don't necessarily have to sign – Fancy names in free agency. One team I was thinking about that just came to mind was San Antonio Spurs, and you drafted David Robinson, and then you draft Tim Duncan.
0: I'm
1: also trying. That's the only team that comes to mind for me. So yeah, most most recently,
0: I'd I'd say probably the Spurs. Um. You know, obviously with Golden State, you know, even with that first first one they won, see, they they did add pieces from outside after drafting Steph and Draymond and Clay and that. So um, yeah, I think the Spurs may have been the last team, off the top of my head, that sort of did it mainly through the draft.
1: So what I'm trying to say to the people is that. We're building, so I'm trying to build a sustainable team that could be sustainable for the next 15 20 years and maintain cap space and flexibility Mm. while trying to do it. People fail to realize that though that those teams that was in San Antonio, all of those guys took pay cuts exactly. A lot of those guys took pay cuts. A lot of those guys took contracts that was less than what they was worth. Tony Parker, Ginobili, and Tim Duncan. So can Fizdale get Kevin Knox, Mitch, RJ, and these guys in the future to take cheaper contracts in order to keep a substantial, sustainable winner? Another question that I come up with while thinking about that is the future, future free agents. Now we all know RJ Barrett and Zion is friends and what type of franchise the Pelicans is. Would it be possible if RJ could get Zion Back to New York in a couple of years.
0: Yeah, I, I actually have been thinking about this and talking about this with a few people, and um, because of how close they are, they're, they're as close as brothers, you'd say. Um, I think it. I, I think he'll entice him. And the minute I, I have this feeling, the minute Zion is a free agent, he's coming to wherever RJ is, um, and that's why I was actually thinking about it earlier. Is that why the Pelicans were freaking out and the news was being put out there that they wanted to move from the fourth up to the two to take him? Because they're worried if he gets mm-hmm. he comes to New York, Zion's going to want to come to New York eventually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I know that's what it is. Yeah. And I'm thinking in my head, the Grizzlies just traded Michael Conley yeah. earlier. What the hell? What the hell are we talking about here? It, it, it's nothing to talk about here. Grizzlies trading Michael Conley. They of course they're getting John Morant. Yeah. You pair him with Jalen Jackson Jr., and that just leaves us RJ. Exactly. So the the Pelicans now have a lot of young talent, and they have the fourth pick in the NBA mm. draft. So do you think they keep that draft pick or do you think they trade that draft pick? Another
0: thing I've been hearing is because, I mean, you know, they've been knocked back by a few teams, but I wouldn't shock me if they swapped that fourth pick for Atlanta's 8 and 10. I've been hearing a little bit that they they might be interested in doing that.
1: Mm, I, I, I heard that too.
0: I heard that too, but if they do that,
1: who would be your eighth and tenth? Now that's a lot yeah, of camera. exactly they're
0: gonna come over that
1: before. that's a that who Oh man, the Pelicans are so lucky, man. God bless the NBA, man. They gave him a great stimulus package, Yeah, It if, if the Knicks was do, if the Knicks was in their situation right now, hypothetically speaking, and we was getting Zion and we got that package, I'm trading back. Well oh, heck yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> In a heartbeat. And the two guys I would target is I I would do both home runs. I would do Seiko Dubunga from France, and I would do Ball Ball. Nice. <laughs> I would I would I I would try to knock the ball out the
0: park. <laughs> but yeah, I, I. But I was going to say with the Pelicans, I mean, <laughs> if they manage to pull that off and and get the eighth and tenth pick to add to. You know, what they've already got plus Zion, um, they're going to have a hell of a young team. That, that, on, on paper, you're going to look at that young team and go, that's an all star team, man. <laughs> in a few more years, that's
1: an all star <laughs> team. But,
0: um, and, and I think I've come to the realize or come to the conclusion that I think the NBA this season, especially with this draft and, and a few other things it's gone in New Orleans' favor. I think they have really done this, um, you know, to try and rescue that franchise. Um, obviously, they they have no intent of that franchise closing up shop, um, so to speak. Yeah, they said the hell with the yeah. fans. <laughs> they, they,
1: I I love yeah. it though. I, I've grown to love it. I, I I can't lie to you. I like the fact that Zion is going to a place. Don't get me wrong. I hate it when we when we didn't get him, but. I'm loving the fact that Zion is going to a place where it's like, it's the lowest attendance in the NBA. Nobody's going to tune in to watch the Pelicans unless Zion is there. But now you add Lonzo, and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Mm. That's a little team right there. Lonzo's a... uh, I'm very high on Lonzo, bro. I'm extremely high on Lonzo, bro. So... For me, I'm I'm on the spectrum where Lonzo going to make Zion a superstar. Oh yes, so he will he he will be the key
0: to Zion staying in New Orleans. Yes, yeah, yeah. And and the funny thing I sort of been but that, thinking about too, I'll, and and it really is going to make me laugh if it's Zion that actually brings a championship to New Orleans, and Anthony Davis couldn't get it done.
1: <laughs> oh, 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 oh man. Oh, oh, oh man. How fitting would that oh, be? Oh yeah. <laughs> and Anthony Davis doesn't win one for the mm. LA? Woo. Woo. That that, that, that might be ranked rank the worst trade of all. It time. would. Yeah. And right. Because. That means that the Lakers aren't winning. And if the Lakers aren't winning, that means that those draft picks they're conveying is very high. And New you land, you
0: keep getting no. stronger.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, man, yo. It, yeah, if I'm the Knicks, I'm most definitely taking – I'm taking on bad contracts, and I'm taking future first-round picks. And I'm targeting the OKC because we don't know what could go wrong there. I'm not high on Dallas, because we don't know what could go wrong there. The way the lottery is set up now, if Dallas wins 35 games next year, <laughs> or the year we get a pick, watch out. Because <laughs> it, it, only if the NBA would give us the first pick. And we already got this young core, and they gift us another first pick. Yeah, I, I I like the fact that this talent is spread out. Yeah. So that means when you look at the West, who's some teams that you look at right
0: now? Okay, well, I'll, I'll I'll start off with upcoming young teams. Now the Clippers were already just made the playoffs last year, but I knew, we knew they weren't probably going to get past the first round because a lot of them are still quite young. But they're they're on the up and up. Um. I think the Kings, they're they're not far off themselves. I think they're like a piece or two away um, from from getting to the playoffs. I have a th- feeling that they're going to get rid of Cole Stein and, and and do an upgrade there at center um, for starters. So um, they'll they'll be there. Yeah. Denver's going to be there again, and they're going to be better again next season um, because the younger guys are going to be a little bit more older, a little bit more mature, a little bit more experienced for their playoff run this year. So they'll they'll be back. Portland will be back. Yeah. Um, I don't think you could ever count out Golden State. I know Clay's going to miss – I'm not even including Kevin Durant on this because as far as I'm concerned, I've already got him out the door. So I'm just sticking with, you know, Clay stopping there. <laughs> but I won't count Golden State out whilst they've got a man named Steph Curry on the floor. Um. So you know that, that he he. I mean that all they could be is is just regular season good like the Rockets now, the Golden State. But I mean that's still going to get them to the playoffs. So they're still going to be thereabouts. Um, I I'm really not sure what the heck's going on with the Timberwolves. Um, they're just uh, all over the shop at the moment. But yeah, probably the Kings, Clippers, Golden State, Rockets, um, Denver. Um, I, I expect. I, I expect I, the Spurs I, to slowly start creeping back into sort of playoffs, you know, um, even if it's... Can I give you... Can, can What's funny? I don't mean
1: cut you off. I, I, I got to say this to you. I can see the most trades ever for NBA drafts. Oh, yeah. Later yeah. on today.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't see DeMar DeRozan staying on the Spurs. Nope. I can see... I can see the Denver Nuggets pulling, pulling for DeMar DeRozan. Um, I can see just, just mainly because of the Klay Thompson injury, mm. it 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 leaves the West so wide open. It does. That you you can make a move and you can feel comfortable with that move.
0: The 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 team that's really exciting me out west and and. It's excited me for a little while since uh, a man by the name of Scott Perry drafted a young man by the name of D'Aaron Fox. It's the King. I'm keeping a close eye on the Kings, man, and I'm really hoping that they can do well. Um, they've got they've got a good backcourt there with him and Buddy. Um, they've got Bagley. They have got Giles. Um, they've got a good core there, and I think they'll that that. They'll make some moves because they have got a little bit. They've got even a bit more money to play around with now that Harrison Barnes opted out. So, I I believe it's sixty million. If I'm
1: not mistaken, I believe it's sixty million.
0: (laughs) Um, So I would really like to see them do well because out of the California teams, they've always been the underdog, and we all know for quite a few years they they were a laughing stock and they were ran pretty much into the ground. But I'd say in the last three years, everything's been turned around. Uh, that was because Scott Perry put him on the right path, um, and and Vladi seems to he seems to be not too bad a GM. I wouldn't be putting him up in the upper echelon of GMs just yet, but he's obviously learnt enough off Perry that's gave him a basis, you know, to continue with. Um, so yeah. I would really like to yeah. see them yeah. make the playoffs this year, and I, and and if they get a few pieces in free agency that they're hoping to get. Um, I think they'll they'll have a good team and there to do it. Um, as I said, that Fox, I mean, I, I see him being a top five point guard. Buddy Healed after the season he just come off's gonna be pushing to be a top ten shooting guard and you know, someday soon Marvin Bagley, um, I reckon's gonna be up there in, in the top ten, you know, power forwards and you know, so they've got they've oh, got the yeah. talent, put it that way. I'm I'm Very high on the Kings
1: for next Mm. season. Um, 50 games. I'm very high on the Kings next season. Extremely high on the Kings. Um, A sleeper team, if they get it right, if they get their draft pick right, the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Now, Monty Williams, don't get me wrong. Is he's an okay coach? I, I don't really know his track record. I know he's a players' coach. I know he's hard on his players. He Spoke highly of Devin Booker. It's a crime to not give Devin Booker a point guard. You have to give this man a point guard. Uh, I'm they they got to get this man a point guard. So I ask you, how can Phoenix upgrade? Either their small forward position or their point guard position. Because I believe Josh Jackson is definitely on the trading block because he got in some trouble. Yeah. Not going to really get into it. But he definitely got in some trouble that I read up on. Um, How do you feel about that situation?
0: Yeah, well, well we all know Phoenix has been kind of all over the shop and in a lot of turmoil for, for years. Um, It was nearly getting to the point where I guess a lot of people, myself included, were starting to wonder if Devon Booker's prime was going to be wasted. Um, now with James Johnson, my former player, I and mean, he's been around the league a long time, in charge over there, I think things are starting to yeah. to look like they're going in the right way. Um, I mean, I think Monty Williams was a very good hire. Uh, I wouldn't have... You know, it's it worked out for the Kings because they hired him as assistant, but I wouldn't have been so swift at, at getting rid of Igor. Maybe even said, hey, do you want to move to assistant? Because, um, you know, he's very defensive-minded too. So having, having both him and Monty would have probably been a really good help. But, you know, they had to do what they had to do anyway in the end. um, I think as for their draft pick, I think they're going to – they've obviously got Darius Garland at the top of their list for where they're picking. Um, and I dare say their backup plan would be Kobe White. Um, that's for point guard. As for small forward, well, I mean, Kelly Oubre came off a pretty damn good season. Um, I don't know yeah, if he's yeah, definitely- starting material or if he's a if he's a backup small forward. But he certainly he certainly put his nose in there to be included to be re-signed as the starting small forward. Um, he came he came along a little bit even leaps and bounds from from his Washington days um, because he was obviously getting more ball. Um, I think they were yeah. using him as the second option behind Booker, if I'm not mistaken, um, a lot of the time there. Um, You know, so, I mean, they could look in the draft too, I suppose, for a small forward. But I think their main focus is obviously going to be point guard. And I don't think they could really go wrong with a Garland or a Kobe White next to Booker. I've actually looked at both and and think both could fit. Um, I actually, if I was going to lean more towards one than the other that would fit better with Booker, I'm going to lean more towards Kobe White. Um, Just because I've got a bit of, like, concerns with Darius Garland as a facilitator. That That's probably the only thing that, that sort of has got me a little bit down on him. Um, and yeah. I, I have been reading that a few scouts have said the same thing. Um, whereas Kobe White, on the other hand, I, I watched a lot of his college games at, at North Carolina and, that, and he's a good facilitator. He's a good passer. Um, yeah. You know, he's got a good basketball IQ. He, he's the type of point guard that, that, you like in the sense like, yeah, he can get, go out and get some points for you, but he's more about getting his guys in the right position, getting them open, creating and stuff like that. I noticed, um, you know, he, that's why he would find Cameron Johnson open so much, you know? Um, so if I was a Suns, I, I would go with Kobe white to pair with Booker. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like the fit.
1: I like Kobe white with Booker. I, it's, I like I watched a couple UNC games obviously last college season. Kobe White body type stood out to me as far as his length, um his poise, him understanding what to do as far as you know just 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 knowing where his guys need to be on the court. I really, I really loved his court awareness. He, I, I really loved his court awareness. Um, in the draft, there's always guys who come through the cracks, and people say, "Oh, why didn't we draft this guy?" Who is the one guy that's going to be our Mitchell Robinson, per se, that you think? The Knicks should draft tomorrow night. For me, I got Darius Baisley. You know, I always bring his name up. That's my main guy. Who's yeah. who? Do you have?
0: I've got two here. Um, I've been high ever since she since she got me on to watching him, and that's Jalen LeCue. That's 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 one guy I'm looking at. Um, and 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 the other guy. Um, is of course is Cam Johnson, you know, um shoot forty five point seven percent from three in his senior season. Um he's got he has got an NBA ready shot. Um he's already twenty three years old. Um so I mean the upside isn't gonna be too high, but that's you're not looking at him to be a starter, you're just looking at him to come off the bench, I would imagine. But um yeah, I'd, I'd really like him coming off our bench shooting three-pointers all day long. That, that'd that be lovely. <laughs> so, right. um, yeah, his floor is, is high based on his specialty skill um, and value. And, I mean, they have they have Cam Johnson going anywhere between pick 23 to pick 27, on um, depending on which draft board or mock draft you look at. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be looking at Lequeur or um, Cameron Johnson for me. Yeah. I, I want to. I, I, I did. I was going to say I did want to say my boy KP Junior, but um, Kevin Porter Junior. But I have this feeling Miami's got their heart set on him. They're going to take him.
1: That's that's a good choice for them. That's a good yeah. spot for them. That yeah, yeah. That that would be a great spot for Kevin Porter Junior. Um. Any final predictions before we get out of here for the people? Any final predictions? I already said my I said that I believe multiple All-Stars, there would be the most amount of trades
0: ever for NBA
1: draft. Do you yeah. have any?
0: Yeah, well, I, I, I'm in agreement with that. I think there's going to be more trades than there has been in, in like several of the past season's drafts. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of movement just purely in free agency as well. Um, I think there might even be, say, teams pick it, like that when they make their pick, they might surprise people because people might be thinking, oh, okay, well, we thought they were going to go in this direction and they're going to go this direction now. So, um, and and if I was going to, I don't know why, but if I was going to say someone's going to fall, I have a feeling Jarrett Colver might even fall a little bit. Um you know, to I know Cleveland. He was projected to go around Cleveland, but I have this feeling he might even slip as far as eight to the Hawks. Even if they've still got their eight and tenth pick, um, and I'm, I'm no, I mean, no. can't, Let, let it, me stop you right there, buddy.
1: If he falls to eight, if my if the Knicks don't pick up that phone, I'm gonna be disappointed. I'm mm. gonna be disappointed. I'm gonna be very disappointed. I would be yep. disappointed if they don't if they don't try to trade Frank one of the Dallas picks for for that pick. I, I would be disappointed.
0: Yeah. Um. As I said, the only reason I I think he he may fall again. Not saying it's a definite. Um. You know, with with all the talk in the say just the last couple of days of Darius Garland shooting up draft boards, Kobe White's even started shooting up draft boards a bit. Um. DeAndre Hunter's moved up from. His original position as well, um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I just have this feeling if it's not if it's not Jarrett Culver, it'll be Cam Reddish. One of, one of those two are going to fall. I don't know how far they'll fall, but yeah, I'm with you. If if I mean if Jarrett Culver falls to eight or ninth, uh, I'd be I'd be doing Frank straight up Ed, to try and, and and get in there. Um, with either Atlanta or uh, who's got the ninth pick here? Um, Washington. Washington. I d I don't yeah. believe Washington would trade that pick. are they just really that stupid? Yeah, I don't I don't think they would. Um, I mean you know, I, yeah. I mean I don't know I don't know the guy that they've got in charge temporarily there at the moment, who Ted Leonis uh, put in charge, um, because obviously they're still trying to find a more permanent replacement. Um, so I'm kind of hoping for their sake that they've they've got someone for this draft that's that's not going to make mistakes. Um, but I tell you, I tell you another guy I, I would be looking at, and again, you'd probably have to be looking at tenth or eleventh. So either the Hawks or um, or even Minnesota is, is that Jackson Hayes. Yeah, I
1: seen, I seen. A couple videos of Jackson Hayes. My only gripe about it is, can he shoot the three? (laughs) Yeah. Can can he shoot a mid range jump shot for me? Exactly. Um, We've seen in this year's playoffs, Clint Capella, non factor. Yeah. Andre Drummond, non factor. I cannot have my son out there and these teams playing five on four. This is.
0: The new NBA, you need your big the space to space the floor. Exactly, exactly. Um, and and if you're going off of that, that's why I've always been high on PJ Washington and, and Rui Hachimura power forwards um, because they both can shoot the three. I, I love Rui. I
1: love Rui, even though RJ Barrett dunked on him some ferocious when they played against each other. Yeah, I love Rui. I, I mean, he's
0: got physical tools. He's, he's athletic, um, scoring versatility, point in a mismatch potential at power forward. Um, you know, it, they've got him at the moment on the mock draft I'm looking at going 12th to Charlotte uh, and Washington at 13. Um, you know, he, he, PJ Washington's skill level and basketball IQ, his defensive switchability create a high role playing floor. Um, so, that, that they're two names I'd look at too. Like, if, if we could get one of those by trading Frank, Mike, in a second to get back in, you're a PJ Washington.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Well, I appreciate Everybody, appreciate the love, appreciate the support, appreciate everybody tuning in. Go follow us, State of the New York Knicks, episode 41. Just finished talking about the NBA draft, which is later on today. Hope everybody enjoys. Peace.